Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The fake victory formation is going to be the new in-trend in the NFL in 2024, and I'm here for it. Mm. Well, here what Joe Douglas had to say, plus more of your calls, but it is 5 o'clock. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on The Fan. All right, Cinco de Fivo was brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything, everywhere, and by Wendy's. Try the new Pretzel Baconator today. All right, we had two miserable football seasons. They are finally over, and I'm going to give you the top five things we need to see in New York football this offseason. Okay. Offseason, not next regular season. No, I have a long way to go. All right, just come on. Let's make it short. All right. Number five. Practicing the victory formation. No, no. (laughs) End offensive line talk forever. I need the Jets to get a legitimate tackle, and the Giants need to use whatever free agent money they can scrounge up and find a right tackle or guard and or, and that's a non-question mark for this team. They, they, we need this. It, it is so funny that offensive linemen are the least known about sports athletes in sports. Right. You don't right. ever talk about them unless there's a problem. Right. And when we talk about them, usually it's in generalities. Like, you got to fix the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And yet... For Giant fans and Jet fans, it's been the most talked about thing now for years. Yeah, so much so. I think we are on six WFAN afternoon shows that have now fueled the calls <laughs> on how bad the Giants offensive line is. I want Evan and Tiki to be the last, damn it. All right. Number four. Giants cannot outbid with themselves on Saquon Barkley. Hmm. What do you mean can't outbid That's themselves? Basically, if you're going to let Saquon go test the market, let him test the market. But don't. Slap a tag on him, continue to negotiate, and then have him drive up the price. I think if Saquon is goes and tests the market, he's not going to be a giant. I completely agree. I think we're going to know the answer on yeah. Saquon pretty quickly. Either they're going to work a deal out and it'll be done, or they're going to tag him. But if they let him get to the open market, he gone. See, I disagree because I don't think he's going to get what he thinks on the open market. The, all you need is one. Just remember that. Yeah. So the scary thing about free agency, even in the NFL with running backs, all you need is one. And don't and don't forget, as we were just saying, people overpay in free agency because it's it's, of course. it's not as it doesn't feel as punitive when it's not your guy. You know what I mean? So you get paid more. Think about the Kenny Galladay sign. There's there's been a ton of them, but someone will overpay Saquon more before the Giants overpay him. Huh, interesting. So if he hits open market, I don't think. Way, then bless his heart. Hope he has a great career somewhere else. Number three. Bryce Huff needs to stay in New York. Hey, thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I basically got Joe and Tiki telling me get ready for Bryce Huff to be gone. Like, I just think few. somebody's going to value him more. Well, why I mean, don't they draft the Jets... Will McDonald and, and Jermaine Johnson? Guys, you, you didn't let me finish. Uh, he can keep his house. He's got to be the Giants' opposite edge rusher <laughs> next to Kayvon Thibodeau. Son of a bitch. I mean, the Giants are dying for a second edge here. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is the perfect solution to play next to Kayvon Thibodeau. I love what you just did That there. reminds me of Snacks Harrison. I love Snacks. Love Snacks. Where'd he leave for? The Giants. I love that. Yeah, That was solid, dude. Evan goes, thank you. Number two. Solid. Joe Shane and Brian DeLabel. Brian Dable need to collaborate on a quarterback once and for all. This is it. The guys, they're not going to be here to draft a quarterback in year four or five if they keep kicking the can down the road. Do you think that guy is already on the roster, meaning specifically Daniel Jones? Or are you done with Daniel Jones? No, that's a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. I'm done with Daniel Jones because I don't trust, even when he gets healthy, that he's not a bad hit away from a third neck injury in four years now. You said earlier, T.E. said earlier on this show that he got the impression from Joe Shane watching him this morning at his press conference that he's trying to kind of... Give himself almost a fourth year. Kick right. the that, can down the road. That's because when they first got here, mm-hmm. I had the sense, and I believe that this was a three-year project. Right? It was a th- it, you, it was, whatever happened year one was going to happen. Year two would be a little bit better. Year three was when it was really going to start to come to fruition. It actually happened in year one. But year two, was it, it, the roster still wasn't right. So after year three... I mean, are they going to be right? I don't. I don't know. The ultimate still question. A lot of roster. No doubt. The, ulti- needs to be done. the ultimate question we have to figure out is: usually, when you inherit a quarterback, you don't get blamed for. It. You get to pick your own quarterback. Yes. Did re-signing Daniel Jones count as mm. picking your own quarterback? I don't think so. But remember, they structured. So. Yeah, they structured. My, my 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 interpretation would say no. And they structured it to get out after two. And to Tiki's point, if it was a three-year plan, think about it. It was the last year of Daniel Jones draft the quarterback. And what do we always say? The second year is where the quarterback takes off. If it is kicking the can down or doing that for the yeah. fourth year, it would be draft the quarterback this year and have him be successful in year four. Number one. And this one's obvious. Jet fans, here's your bone. Aaron Rodgers needs to just shut the bleep up. <laughs> we don't need to hear from Aaron Rodgers. After tomorrow's little McAfee appearance, go away until mid-July and just shut up. Go into your darkness retreat. What, what is the likelihood of that happening? Of course, he's, he's a pig. Well, okay. First of all, don't call my quarterback a pig. All right? Keep his name I out your mouth. I did not and call do, Trevor Simeon that. <laughs> make sure you say rich before yeah. it. Here's number two. So Aaron Rodgers is going to be on Pat McAfee tomorrow. The number one thing people, and by people I don't mean necessarily me, you, or everybody listening, but the number one thing that's going to be talked about, besides Jordan Love's progression, mm-hmm. is going to be Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. Yeah. That's the thing he. Yes. That's the. Yes. I. (sighs) He said today when he was asked by Brian. That was only because people were like questioning him about the whole Kimmel controversy from last week. But isn't like his future plans with the New York? Isn't that more important? The future plans are done. He's back. He's already said it. He's back. But there's. I don't even think. But does he think that there needs to be changes? Like what could be done better? What organizationally are we talking about? Delving into that. What. I mean, I would. What, what? What? You talked about the BS in the building. What exactly are you talking no, about? It's it's done. He's not going to talk. Now I get what you're saying. You find that interesting. I find that interesting. Well, that's the only Pat thing Mac- that's interesting. That's that's that, what he said. He that's said, not. We need football related conversation to a national audience on ESPN. That's not what they find interesting. The response to the Jimmy Kimmel story is number one. And then, yeah, even his thoughts on Jordan Love and the Packers. Why that, would they? That's bring a up, local why thing. They, we care. Why about. would they be bring up Jimmy Kimmel when they were? When they were, I don't know, slapped on the wrist by the mouse. Well, you don't about think that. Well, I'm <laughs> serious. You don't think Pat McAfee is going to ask and tee up Aaron Rodgers to how refer can, to the? How can he? Because he was asked about it today okay. by Costello, but, and Rodgers said, "Tune okay, in tomorrow." What do Evan, you think he meant, Evan? He was Pat McAfee was made to apologize for his part in that whole Jimmy Kimmel thing. You don't think he's going to bring it up? 
how, how can you bring it up without well, Aaron's not going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. He has to bring it up. Then what the hell are you doing well, with him on af- the air every and week? After the apology, what was the end of last week, he's throwing an executive from the mouse under the bus. <laughs> yes. So it looked like McAfee suddenly didn't care about that. Right. Tomorrow so, could be McAfee looking to get well, fired. Because, Who knows? No, no, because Aaron Rodgers, here's, here's a spoiler alert. I'm going to be right about this. Aaron Rodgers, and, and by the way, a lot of people won't think I'm right. You may not think mm-hmm. I'm right. Aaron Rodgers is going to say what I thought he meant to begin with. When he's on with McAfee, and we don't even have to talk about it on the air tomorrow, maybe for a little bit, he's going to say what I meant was he's not going to be happy with people on Epstein's list, not he's on the list. That's what, that's what Aaron Rodgers is going to yeah. say because that's what I thought he meant, and that's what I think he's going to kind of give us tomorrow. Yeah, but that's like snarky and stupid. and It's not Stupid. It's the reality. No, you know what it is? No, it's but, non-football but, BS. But who was on the list that he was celebrating? Who did he pop a bottle for? Bill Clinton? We already knew he was on the list. Donald Trump? Man, we already knew he was going to be on the list. Stephen Hawking? Like, what are we talking about? That Dershowitz thing was pretty... Uh... Okay, but what does that have to do I, with, I don't know. With Jimmy I'm Kimmel. just telling you, I think that's how he's going to spin it. But you're not you don't even think he's gonna be brought up. Of course it's gonna be brought up. I don't I just don't know how Pat McAfee can bring that up when he got slapped on the wrist. Here's by how he's gonna bring it up company. And I've listened and then to he it. turned around and said they're trying to undercut my 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 show. I get it. I know I was gonna bring it up. I've listened to enough of Pat McAfee to know. Ah, oh, so Aaron, a lot of controversy, making a lot of Aaron, a lot of news, Aaron Aaron. Got anything to say? Gotta be careful today, Aaron Aaron. What do you think? And then he'll just indirectly bring it up and yeah. Rogers will just say okay. what he wants to say. And that's gonna be the biggest takeaway. Not from not, a national not, perspective. Not, yes. not what he's doing with himself, how he is physically, what his expectation is going back to the Jets next year. We already know that. How do we? Yeah. We, yeah, I think he's already said it today at his press conference. He expects to be back. He's going to play multiple years. He believes in the coaches. He needs to add another wide so receiver, play, picks the offensive play, line. Play the controversial hits. That's what you're saying. That's yes. what that's what we're gonna do. That's my prediction. Okay. Anyhow, as far as calling him a pig is concerned, mm-hmm. be careful. <laughs> ah, why? I don't know. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> I am a pig. I can call somebody else a pig. <laughs> All right. So you go to five oh every day, five o'clock. By the way, I need Sean because right now you gotta tell us what Joe Douglas had to say. Joe Douglas Met the media earlier today. Brian Dable and Joe Shane did it in the morning, which was kind, so I was able to watch it and develop conspiracy theories. The the number, I guess the most important things Joe Douglas needed to address, or at least the most intriguing things, would first, let's start with Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. All right, let's start with the quarterback. What did he have to say about the future of Zachariah Aloysius, Aloysius Wilson? You guys know if, if, if the phone, phone answers, I'm going to pick it up. Um, but... Um, you know, I don't have a crystal ball into what what exactly is going to happen here in the future. So that means he's going to trade him, right, Tiggy? Yeah. Yes, that means if someone calls, he's got one four-year deal? Like, yeah, so one more year. Well, you have until, I think, May to exercise the fifth-year fifth option. option. I but, can't imagine anybody would do that. I'm talking about, well, no, if, he, if they signed him to the fifth-year option, mm-hmm. that would go with him if they traded him. So it actually would be detrimental to his trade value. I'm assuming the team will trade for him before that yes. so that they can get a draft pick in this year's draft, and that team will then decide, are we picking up the fifth-year option? Right. So he's saying, basically, if someone calls us about Zach, we're going to listen. Yeah. If not, he's likely to get released. I'll tell you, Joe Douglas, one of his best deals was trading Sam Donald for a second-round pick. I doubt he's going to be able to do that with Zach. Mm. All right, what else, uh, Sean? Uh, how far are the Jets away from being a true competitor? There are a lot of good players on this team, and... Um, it's really not as far away as it looks right now. And 
I think we are in position to succeed moving forward. And it's going to take reflection. And it's going to take, um, obviously, not repeating mistakes um, to, to reach our goals. But they are, they are within reach. Hmm. I don't think he's wrong about that. It depends. Like, do you think building 60% of an offensive line is close? Because that's what they need to do. That's what they literally – Mekhi Becton, who finally played. Mekhi Becton is a lot like Luis Severino. Hear me out on this comparison. Mm, go ahead. The The beauty of Mekhi Becton was, boy, when he plays, he's good, but he never plays. Mm-hmm. And this season, much like Severino last year for the Yankees, he finally played. And he, and he was terrible. <laughs> and it broke the illusion that Mekhi Becton had, and even Severino had, of – Hey, listen, man, just get that guy on the field and he's fine. Makai Becton did not have a good season yeah, this year. Yeah, especially the last three or so games. He was really bad. Really the bad. The last so, month of the season was not good for him. So he's not a part of your future plans. Lake and Tomlinson is terrible. I give you, I mean, I give you the fact that you've got two-fifths of this offensive line going into next year in which you're like, okay. Well, but, assuming AVT comes back healthy. Well, that's a problem. AVT's never healthy. Right. So I'd put him in that group, but two years in a row – he got hurt, and it kind of directly led to the Jet issues. Yeah, it definitely did. And it, he was versatile. We didn't think that he was going to be this play everywhere except for center on the offensive line. But I think he could literally play everywhere. I think he can too, but can he play? But can he, like, stay healthy? healthy. Yeah, and Joe Titman, I like too, despite his yeah, issues. Yeah, Titman and AVT, you got two of the two of the five, you're good. So but is that, that, is that close? Was, so so here, here becomes a challenge. You can't do all of that in free agency. You can't go get three new starters in free agency. So you're going to have to draft somebody, whether that's a second-round pick or a first-round Who knows? You're going to have to draft Remember somebody. they don't have a second. That's right. They don't have a second. So that's like a third-round pick, or or you use your first-round pick. And you don't know when that guy, that kid's going to figure it out. And you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback for a limited amount of time. So they're in a tough spot because they might have to free agent the entire offensive line. So is that and close? That's, well, that's expensive. No, it's expensive, but go back to what the GM said, Joe Douglas. He said, I think we're close. You agreed. They need I to think add 60% think of an offensive line. I think line. they're close because they have two elite skill position players. They have an MVP, hopefully coming back extraordinarily healthy mm-hmm. um, at quarterback. They have a top-end defense and Tons of players on that side of the football, and they've drafted the right depth. But at the end of the day, all that sounds nice. Like, he can factually be right. We have good pieces. But without an offensive line, without that interior, it, all that means nothing. Exactly. That's why I question if they're really close. Mm-hmm. He needs to fix an offensive line. He's been here for four years. He hasn't done it. Okay. Also, by the way, real quickly, great Rico idea. Just compare all 25 Mets to other New York athletes. I think that's a good <laughs> I It was more Severino as a Yankee, but okay, that's fine. Okay. I like that one. You want me to do that? Yeah, sure. I think it's good. So compare every Met to other athletes. Yeah, in New York. Yeah. Make it layman's terms. So then, who's Pete Alonzo, real quick? I'm trying to think of, like, toxic locker room guys. <laughs> Julius Randle? <laughs> <laughs> Alonzo and Randle. That's yeah, not yeah. Perfect, perfect. Uh, all right, one more for you here. We talked a lot earlier on the show, in case you missed it, on Garrett Wilson's comments, basically calling this like the worst year ever. So Joe Douglas was well, asked. for him. He was talking about for him, oh, right? Well, I he, think he meant the team. I, I meant disagree team. with you. But Joe Douglas was asked directly if he had heard Garrett Wilson's comments and to respond to them. Here's what he had to say. Oh, yeah, there's always a sense of urgency. And, I mean, there's a sense of urgency to win, you know, uh, not just fix problems, but win. And, you know, I, um, I haven't heard or read what what Garrett said but you know I've, I've I had a really good conversation with Garrett and 
Look, I mean, we're all frustrated, and no one, no one's, no one's happy about the way that the the last two years have finished. Um, and so we we all know we need to win and, and and do a better job. And so, you know, when I when I hear things like that, it just makes me say I I've, I've got to do more to help to help the this this offense that wide out room um, that O line that I need to do more. Yes. Yeah. Correct, Joe. You need to do a lot more because mm-hmm. if you don't do more, you ain't gonna be here. Yeah. It's all the all. It's all the O line. To me, that's that's the core. You fix that or get it mostly right, it'll fix a lot of the problems. I, I I agree with you to a certain extent. I think that quarterback play and the crappiness of that well, room. I'm just assuming. <laughs> I'm just assuming that Aaron Rodgers. I'm making a bad assumption. No, you actually. can't. You got to. You got to bring right. it back up. Like yeah, I, right. I get assuming but, it, but you have to assume he's going to miss time. Actually, God. I mean, you have to. Then you can't assume that the season's going to be anything close to what you want it to be. Disagree, though. I'll tell you why. Let's say it's Terod Taylor. I'll use him as an example mm-hmm. because I think Terod Taylor is the definition of a really, really good backup to where if he has to come in and play, he can play. Right? And you trust him. Yes. I'm not suggesting to you Aaron Rodgers is going to miss an entire season. If that's the case, this screwed. I agree with you. But if he misses four weeks in the middle of the year because of a calf issue, dare I say calf issue, Stop. can that guy come in and keep the team rolling and keep the team winning? You can't just lose every game he doesn't play. I'm assuming Aaron Rodgers is going to miss time. I'm not yeah. assuming he's going to miss an entire season. If he does, they're dead. That's also another expense, though. I mean, well, we talked about the free agency. So this is like this is the hard part of GMing is that you know you have holes, and you know there's two ways to fill them. Or well, actually, there's three. One, which you can't count on, is guys that are already on our team are going to develop. Mm-hmm. Can't really count on that. You hope that it, it works. Lower-level guys, third, fourth-round fix, free agents, etc. Maybe they, they figure it out. You draft them, which they don't have the capital, draft capital to do, other than one in the first round. Or you sign them in free agency, which is always more expensive. And on top of that, you now need to add a backup quarterback. Yes. And it can't be a bargain basement. I've spent all my money. i got to go shop at, 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 at Walmart. Uh, quarterback. It's got to be someone you're going to get from Macy's. You yeah. know what I mean? you gotta, yeah. you got to spend the money to get the good ones. Yeah. And they might not have the money. So then, that, That's the challenge that Joe Douglas is going to face. So then ask yourself the question again. Are they close? Because Joe Douglas says they are, and I'm telling you, and I think you'd agree with me, all yeah. of these things are true, right. it's funny. and they need these things. Right. So are they close? When you start digging into it, n- no. Okay, well, that's... Well, it's, not, it's not as easy. They're close, but it's not easy. He made it sound like, yeah, we're close. And we're, we got it. I got this. I, I just don't know if he's going to have the money to get well, that. Well, that's a part right. of the problem. That's why, like, yes, Aaron Rodgers gives them the best chance to win next year. To me, there is no debate, and what they're doing is their only option. Abandoning ship right now, which was impossible based on Aaron Rodgers' contract anyway, wouldn't have made any sense. But the problem is, if the Jets really believe inserting Aaron Rodgers fixes all of their issues in 2024, they're delusional. It doesn't. It doesn't because there's just too many other issues. They need to fix 60% of an offensive line, they need to add another wide receiver opposite Garrett Wilson. And, oh, yeah, they need a real quarterback in case, and he probably will, Aaron Rodgers misses time. That doesn't even include re-signing Bryce Hoff. That doesn't even include that. So are they close? That's the question. They're not as close as Joe Douglas thinks. 
That's the truth. Yeah. And that's why Joe Douglas needs to be the GM of this team and not have Aaron Rodgers dictate that they got to move <laughs> heaven and earth to get Devontae Adams. You could find a lesser tier receiver, whether that's the draft or elsewhere, focus on the old line. By the way, I agree with you. Yeah. That's why. They're going to get a really good wide receiver in the third round. That's what they right. have to do. because right. Or signing Mike Evans. And even though you could argue that, saying, well, what about I, the cap yeah. room to sign other well, players? I just, I just think there's no chance Mike Evans is leaving. I know what you're saying, but Mike's not going anywhere. But I agree with Sean's point. Like, Devontae Adams is sexy. I get it. It's, it's very, very sexy, and they know each other, and they're buddies, and yada, yada, yada. Can this franchise really afford to take valuable draft capital and cap space to acquire a tremendous player who fills a hole, but what about all the other holes? Mm. That did not come out right. <laughs> yeah, please clarify that so when the FCC calls, they, we can explain it. Well, I didn't actually say it. I mean, yes. I can say it. But it's all hole. It feels all and whole, all whole, better than the one you love. What did I say again? Let's oh, let's not. Revisit. I said a. Well, sometimes I say a as opposed to a. Uh, like, what do you say? Do you say all right? I need to go to the store and get a. I say a. See? Yeah, you know, you could say a. It just cannot be followed by the exact word that Evan mm. used. Pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> A lot going on today. Wink Martindale is out as defensive coordinator, and Tiki Barber is fighting with the entire city of Atlanta and parts of New York who think that he's being very, very mean mm. to Arthur Smith, who, by the way, that got he got fired. By the way, when you eat that little round thing, the it's the donut, it's got a what? It's got a hole. <laughs> good job. Very good job. You picked the right food. All right, good job. Jason is in Lawrence. Hello, Jason. <laughs> How you doing? What's up, so dude? I have two points to make, so don't hang up on me after I make the first football one because I'm going to prove Evan and Tiki, you're both going to change your mind. All right, okay? let's hear it. Tiki, if you're if you're the quarterback now for the Atlanta Falcons, okay. every time you guys win a game next year and you go into that formation, the linebacker from the other team now can jump over the line and knock the guy out because he thought he was going to run. Bobby Okereke did That's it yesterday. That's your first problem. Bobby Okereke did it problem. last week. And right? you know how you solve that? Do it from shotgun. How? Do it from shotgun. So, the, so like I said, before it was sportsmanship. Second thing is they also, in football, you're not allowed to fake that the quarterback is sliding anymore. They changed that rule. It's the same thing. You're deceiving a guy, and it's supposed to be sportsmanship, and now you're deceiving him because you went in. Like if they've gone into a regular – they were going to run the ball. The guys would have been ready, and they would have tackled them right. or not. So that was the pro- that's the problem. The second thing is for Evan. Evan, how many basketball games do you go to? And the team's up by 30 points. And the team that's winning, the guy has the ball with 12 seconds to go, and they're not playing defense anymore. The guy dunks the ball, mm-hmm. and the other team goes Berserk. Pat Staddy. They're going to go fight now. <laughs> Pat right? Staddy. Are they tough as football players? Well, listen. Yeah, if Pat Staddy. Pat If you watch the in-season tournament, that was happening all the time. Pat Staddy. You know what I mean? And by the way, those guys do that because they don't play. They want they want points on their on their scorecard. Yeah, I right? I think the difference would be, if we, we want to be fair with that comparison, is if a guy is at 58 points and he's trying to get the 60. Mm-hmm. And in the final few seconds of a game or the final minute of Stop a game him. that's decided. Stop him. No, I'd agree with you, by the way. Stop him. I'd agree with you in that regard. You're paid to start at 60, finish at zero. That's 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 my stance on Yeah, that. I'm with you, man. Ron's on Long Island. Hey, Ron. What up, Ron? Hey, what's up? What's up How's dude? everything going? Uh, happy New Year. <laughs> nah, likewise. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. 
Lugie, I can say uh, Happy New Year. Someone says Happy New Year to me. I can say Not Happy New Year. on the 8th. It's over now. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that. No, 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 no. You guys are very nice. Me and Sean are not. No more Happy New Year's on the 8th. Enough. Ron, you seem like a nice guy. Right. Thanks for calling, but stop. <laughs> no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Well, first of all, this is my first time calling into the show. So I, love it, I do apologize. I, we appreciate you, dude. <laughs> Don't apologize. Tell Lugie to right. kiss your ass. I'll, I'll slap him in the break for you. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, I well let me let me, let me it's a, it's a it's a story. Uh, let me let me take you back back into time, right? Yep. I I wasn't happy with the Giants in the beginning of the season, and the reason being is because they didn't sign my boy Saquon Barkley, mm. right? Long term. They yep. they 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 spent all that money on Daniel Jones, but they ain't have enough money for Barkley, who was <laughs> half of the team last year. So that's I mean, that's my gripe right there. Total yards, you're but, right. Yeah, but as far as uh, Wink, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like losing uh, losing respect for Dable. I feel like he's getting like power hungry between him and Shane. Well, because it's they they, they got rid of both um, both Wilkins, Drew Wilkins, and um, his brother, right. his yep. brother Kevin, Kevin Wilkins. Yep. Kevin. And, and and once that happened, Wink was like, "I'm gone." You that's know, why I'm they going. set that's him up, Ron. That's why they set him up to leave. I mean, the New York Giants, instead of firing him, instead of saying, "Look, we want to move on," they set it up for Wink to want to leave. And I think Joe Shane and Brian Dable have more questions to answer. Mm-hmm. And that's why they did this after. After, because when's the next time? I mean, maybe Brian Dable. I don't know the schedule postseason. Uh, Sean, you know, does Brian Dable schedule to speak any more times yeah, this week? They, they likely won't speak again. Not till the combine. Yeah, they not till the combine. They won't speak till late February. Now, which... what do you think of that? What well, do you think of the fact that this general manager and this head coach had a lot to say this morning? They answered a lot of tough questions, well, but they set up Wink to leave, and now they don't have to answer any question about it for a month. Yeah, but Wink can speak, and I think there's, I think there's, there's strategy to it, and we talked about this. And the more we talked about it, the more that strategy makes sense. Like, if they knew they were going to move on from Wink, and they, they they don't want to fire him, because if you fire him, he can go wherever he wants. And there's a team right in your division that needs a defensive coordinator. And the, you don't want to see Wink for the next two or three years as the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator. Now, if they don't fire him and Wink resigns, as has apparently happened, he's still under contract. right? When you fire somebody, you terminate the contract. When he resigns, he's still under contract uh, to an extent. So you can control what happens next and to an extent, right? And so I think they're trying to prevent Wink from going to, to Philly. It, that's what feels like is going is happening right now. They're trying to prevent Wink from going to the crosstown right or whatever cross division rival who needs a defensive coordinator. They may be doing that, but it also seemed like they wanted to get rid of him and they wanted him yeah, to leave. But they did it strategically. Yeah, this is no different than. I don't know, like Degrom leaving, leaving the Mets. Don't bring him up. <laughs> Have to. No. They, they look. Hey, we want you. We want you. They didn't want We're off exactly. <laughs> right. But they, but they strategically didn't want them. Didn't want them. Right. It will be very interesting to see what Wink Martindale has to say. Because and by a, the way, he will. He can speak. He can speak. And so, and I'd be curious now. He could say, "I'm not going to get into it. It was right. just time for a change," or maybe he does get into it. Yeah, he doesn't give too many of them either. So. I'm talking about the AFs. So he might say exactly what it is. Yeah. I think he would. And then I'd be exactly what it is. And that will be a very interesting thing we will learn about the Giants and how they handled this. So programming note, this Thursday, we are only going to be on AM for a couple of hours. 
It's kind of unique. The Brooklyn Nets are in Paris, France. By the way, the Brooklyn Nets absolutely stink. What a brutal loss yesterday to the Trailblazers in overtime. That's another story. (laughs) So that game will be on FM, and we will be on AM at 2 o'clock. But here's the good news. We are going to celebrate this rare occurrence with a throwback Thursday. So on Thursday's show, not only will you hear all the old classic jingles, not only that, which is exciting in its own right, we have been working the phones, and we will bring back some (laughs) classic voices for the day sprinkled throughout your afternoon. It's a throwback Thursday on WFAN. So on the Odyssey app, no issues. If you're listening via the app, great. Hopping on, you get to enjoy a little Throwback Thursday. If you listen to us the more traditional way on FM or AM, just make sure you shoot on over to 660, which is like the old days, because remember, this radio station was only on 660 for a very long time. We opened up the FM world about a decade ago, so listen to us on a Throwback Thursday with a lot, a lot of special surprises I deserve to lose every penny. A lot of trinkets, a lot of fun, a lot of sound. Thursday should be a fun day here on WFAN. The so, number stays the same, by the way. The it num- does not go back to the 718 number. Well, we looked into <laughs> it because who could ever forget? You know what? I'm just going to just say it. 718-937-6666. We looked into it. No one has it. Right. It's available. It's still a dead number. That's why I can give it out on the air, because if you call it, you're just wasting your time. Yeah, but you wouldn't want that number, because you're going to have Bob and Queens calling you to <laughs> bitch about the mess. Well, you mean to tell me that nobody gave away the FAN number, but the Giants let Mason Crosby wear Tiki's number? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Uh, you only missed the one yesterday. <laughs> That's right. So Thursday, 2 o'clock a.m., 660. It's a throwback Thursday. Before we get back to your calls, I had this observation that maybe you can answer. So yesterday was obviously a fun day in the NFL. We had a bunch of games at 1 o'clock. We even more games at 4 o'clock, 425, with all the playoff implications. And I thought it was actually kind of a dud of a day when you think about it. Mm -hmm. When you think about the craziness, you did get the Sunday nighter with the Dolphins blowing it, kind of like how they blew the division, and losing to Buffalo. But for the most part... By the way, I think that's better for them. It's better for them to play the Kansas City Chiefs? Yes. Than play the Buffalo Bills again in Miami? The Buffalo Bills are greater than the Kansas City Chiefs right now. They just declared three of their defensive starters out for the playoffs. The that who? got hurt last night. The Bills. The Dolphins. Pronouns, oh, the Dolphins. pal. Oh, yeah. wow. The Kansas City Chiefs. I'll give you this prediction on a Monday. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to smoke those frauds. Dude, and I, you know it. I, dude. Oh, you don't know. You are what you repeatedly do. The okay. Kansas City Chiefs have not been consistent. They they lead the league in drop passes. Okay, and the Miami Dolphins are what they are, which is a bunch of frauds who can't beat good teams. So uh, you want to play this game? Let's yeah, go. Yeah, maybe. Okay. But I think they're better off than trying to beat the Buffalo Bills, who I, are one of the hottest teams in football. Right? I think the Chiefs will beat them by 30. I think the Bills would beat the Especially in <laughs> Buffalo? Miami going to Buffalo? No, no, it would have been in Miami. Because the Dolphins would have won. That's yeah, why that's they're right. better they off. Won, it would have been it would have been a rematch, which you could argue, hey, it's difficult to that's go right. do well, it again. Well go beat them twice in a row. Technically, right? If the Bills if would the, have lost, they would they were out, right? No, 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 because no, the Jaguars lost early. Oh, By the, the time lost, we got right. to Sunday night, that's the right. scenario was very weird. And I right. agree that both scenarios were bad for Miami. Right. I, I would just, agree with you on this. If they beat Buffalo, they were going to have to beat them again the following week, but which is home. asking a lot. But at home. But at home, it would be the same right. thing. I, I think was I act- made the foregone conclusion that the Jags were winning. Because once the Steelers won, once the Steelers won and the Jags won, the Bills had to win. Yes. But the Bills, the Jags, but lost. the Jaguars lost. Right. As Sean called it on Friday. Anyhow, here's my here's my observation. It felt like the one o'clock games flew by. 
And there was like a good half hour between the one o'clock games ending and the four twenty five games starting. Dude, like, all these seemed, games flew. Why was there? Were they playing less commercials? I I I don't know. But that's every, my theory. Did you say? Did you say this in our tweet? In our chat, we were yes. texting about it. It was almost like a really awkward silence time. Remember, there was no game starting at four or five. They were all four twenty five. But usually, you get one or two that carried a four fifteen. Always. Because think about how many times they have to cut out of a one o'clock game at four twenty five because yeah. this is the national window or it's a local game. They all they, finished in under three hours, right? All of them, which meant there was a half hour. Sean's right of nothing. Yeah. I didn't know what to do because I had already Nets told Blazers. my wife it's a busy. I was glued on Nets Blazers. You're right. That's like that. You know what? That's what I was doing. I don't know if you guys were glued on CBS waiting for the Golden Globes, but I was in an airport and it was on the TV. The studio show had to vamp for 50 minutes. Yes, that too. 50 minutes. So why were the games so quick? I thought they played less commercials. That was my theory last night. I'm going to say a lot of teams running the ball and running out the clock. Right. The season. (laughs) No, seriously. Season's over. Most of the games don't aren't matter. Don't matter. You just got. Less challenges, right, less people you know, going nuts. Right. It just meant, it just meant a little less. So you have no knowledge that maybe CBS and Fox are actually playing less commercials. Yes, no. Okay. I don't. I mean, I don't think so. That was my conspiracy theory. I got one right today, one wrong. Apparently, my conspiracy that was right. If you were wind back to about two thirty, three o'clock, is Wink Martindale ain't going to be the Giants' defensive coordinator, and if you're just tuning in, he's out. <laughs> and speaking of which, coming up in about fifteen minutes, Sean will lay out another conspiracy going around around Wink Martindale. That's very. Uh, Comical, really? but we'll get to that in about fifteen minutes. I, here's your other tease: it might be backed by one Mike Francesa in recent moments. Though. Really, me and Mike are on great terms. So tell me more. Mike, <laughs> app- Mike apparently tweeted yes. something along the lines of he has heard something about okay. a certain rift that what I will present to you also backs up what Mike might have heard. So the conspiracy we were going to well, talk can about. We, can we like do it now? Yeah, we may have to do all it. Right, right, right. Okay, six o'clock. We're playing. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So if you're just in the car and you've missed all of this. <laughs> Wink Martindale's right-hand man, I've lost his name, the outside linebacker's coach. And his brother. And his brother get fired. They've been with Wink since 2012. In Within an hour, Wink Martindale and the Giants, I guess, mutually part. We don't even have the official wording. Right. He's just out as defensive it's coordinator. It's being reported as he resigned. Yes. In the midst of this, apparently Mike Francesa said he has heard that like a major rift about Wink Martindale's guys has led to his departure. All right. Before Wink Martindale, a good 45 minutes or so before we find out that Wink Martindale is out, a screenshot of a text emerges on an account right now posted New York Giants fights on Instagram. Okay. But the timestamp is 224, and we were on the air before any of this happened. Said, in the gray, I'm just going to be all the same person. You're a big G-Man fan, right? I got some insider news. Don't expect Wink Martindale to be there much longer. Dable is keeping Wink, but just fired Kev and Drew Wilkins. Kev Wilkins being the brother, right. who's the outside linebackers coach. Wink is drafting his resignation call to the GM as we speak. When Dable told Wink that's what he's doing, Wink stood up and yelled, F you to him, saying he has no idea how to run an offense, <laughs> and they never gained a bleeping yard against him in practice and told him to, quote, rot in hell, and Wink stormed out. Ooh. Bunch of blue text back. Ha ha, I believe all of this. Yes, I'm a diehard Giants fan. Who did this even come from, if you don't mind me asking? The person responds, my good friend, his best friend is Kevin Wilkins, who just told him he got let go and what happened. So direct from the source. The blue part of this says, whoa, that sounds about right. The gray comes back. 
and Drew and Kev had been with Wink since the Ravens. It's going to be a good New York Post story by tomorrow, I tell you. Mm. And then within an hour, this all breaks. Wow. Wow. So this got even more contentious. So, so well, no, if you it's, believe it's this. exactly what you said happened. Yes, I exactly laid it out perfectly. How you laid it out. My conspiracy theory was spot on, so which is they were setting up Wink to leave. They were go. setting him up to leave. They announced this morning, Wink's coming back. Did you speak to him? No, we haven't had a chance to talk to him. Then they fire two guys that they know Wink loves and has a long connection to, knowing what that would mean. Wink's going to get the hell out of here. And that's exactly what happened. I think what's the the the, the, the really tasty part mm-hmm. is if that's true yeah. and Wink told him. Well, I mean, Wink has that personality. <laughs> he will, t- he will tell you exactly what he feels. And so... If that, I am not surprised if that actually went down. Not at, not at all. So you expect it? I honestly would. If Wink felt that way, I expect him to say exactly what he said to well, James. Exactly, inclu- including a rotten hell. <laughs> rotten <laughs> hell's pretty sure. <laughs> He's already coaching in MetLife anyway, right. so he is rotting in hell. Right. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this is. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a little hyperbole. That that back end part of it, but, but Wink's you know got a strong personality. He does, and Wink's got a strong opinion. And if you're removing, this is why this whole thing stinks. No, it really does. It stinks from the head up. And I like Joe Shane, I do. But I think Joe Shane is going to owe further explanations on this. Well, Same thing with Brian Dable. Well, not only, more so Brian Dable. Not only that, but if it is as coordinated as it seems like it is, like or was as we're making it out to be, you had to have done this with a plan. Like, yes, you, you could not have been like. Well, you know, it's, uh, statistically, we're bottom five. I mean, maybe it's time to go. Let's, let's figure out a way to get Wayne to, to resign, and we're going to figure it out from there. You can't do that. Like, mm. You have to know exactly what you're doing. Because if it doesn't if – they, if, they dra- if, they, if they sign the wrong guy to be the D.C., and, it's, and we see it. Like, you just feel it. The defense is vastly different yeah. in a negative way, not in an impactful way. Then they own that. So it's 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 a risky move. It's a very risky move, but I think that your theory is also coming true. Because now I laid out the conspiracy. Clearly it's happened, but now mm-hmm. you go to why. You go to the why even do that? Mm-hmm. Why not just say we're evaluating the entire coaching staff? Why say he's coming back to then undermine him and make him resign? And I think you nailed it. They know he's good. See, here's what I think. Brian Dable knew, I can't work with this guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Those reports came out a month and a half ago. They're not new. Yep. They had trouble together. And they both laughed about it, and they, you know, they had a great time, and they smiled, and Brian Dable's making jokes. Mm-hmm. But you knew there was reality to it. Of course. So Brian Dable probably said to Shane, I can't work with this guy anymore. We got to get rid of him. And Shane's probably like, yeah, but we better make sure he doesn't go to Philly and stick it down our throat as you laid out because of the Eagles' issues on defense. So let's concoct something. By the way, we don't have to talk to the media about it because we already fulfilled our media mm-hmm. obligations on Monday morning. Let's concoct a way for Wink Martindale to not want to be here anymore. And they did it. And it worked to perfection. And I'm surprised it developed as quickly as it did. Yeah, that was quick. Happened in the, in the span of our show. I mean, <laughs> in the course of me laying out the right. conspiracy, it happened within 10 minutes. That's right. And by the way, we didn't even start our show with it. We started talking about the Jets. I know. So we spent an hour on the Jets, and then we got into this. What a waste of time that turned out to be. <laughs> and we only started it because Rogers, of course, couldn't look in the mirror. But let's also be <laughs> Maybe honest. Maybe he was. Maybe he was t- talking about himself. But here's what we got to be honest. Whether you believe that leaked conversation or not, if you're a Giant fan, you got to be worried about this whole thing. Yeah. Well, You have to be. You know, it's so in the Mets chat, some people are questioning, well, why is this worrisome for 
Brian Dable. Yeah, the Mets text chat has now expanded into <laughs> right. a Wink Martindale so chat. I had, to, I, chat. I had to lay it out, and I'll lay it out for you all right now. Go ahead. So we all remember this whole Xavier McKinney thing. I forget what game that was after where he said, you know, the, the defense is not listening. The defensive coaches, or not even defenses, he just said coaches. The coaches are not listening to us. We're trying to say what's going on, blah, 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 blah. It created a little bit of a controversy. Like he was calling out the coaching staff, in particular, Wink Martindale. Now, Wink Martindale is as wide open of a person as you could ever imagine. What he does every week is has these open floor defensive meetings. So everybody in the defense is sitting there with everybody else in the defense. And if you got something you need to say, say it. Mm. Right? It was so, after the Raider game. So after the Raider game. So if you have something to say, say it. Because if I have something to say, meaning wink, if I have something to say, I'm saying it to you in front of everybody. So you can't just say, oh, he said this to me. No, everybody interprets what I say to you, and you need to interpret what everybody says to you, or says to, says to wink. So why didn't Xavier do that in that meeting? Because they happen every week. So he instead, he went to the media. And Wink hated that, and he called him out on it, put him on blast. And we all know what the downstream was. Xavier didn't talk to the media for two weeks, three weeks, whatever whatever it was. But we also heard how Brian Dable responded to that. It's nothing. We talked about it. It's over. Nah. Brian Dable is Bill Belichick with a smile. He is not telling you jack, right? He may You may like him. You may, you may hear him talk and feel good about you know, this interaction, but he's not telling you anything. And so that's the moment right after that, we get this report from Jay Glazer that they can't stand each other. And to me, it's a different way of approaching how to manage a team and how to manage situations in your team. So ultimately that's what it came down to managing the situations, what Dave's wants to do and what wink want to do are polar opposites. And look, I I had it said to me this way. They're not eating ice cream together, but they exist together until they didn't. Yeah. And that's, then, that's what it comes down to. And now to. they don't exist together. And right. after two years, the Giants are going to look for a defensive coordinator. And while that person they hire may turn out to be great in the long haul, I can guarantee you this, almost guarantee you this, they're not hiring somebody as accomplished as Wink Martindale. No, because there's not that many of them. There aren't that many guys out there. And I got to tell you, I don't know how appealing this job is because people talk. And if Brian Dayball was not – great in his relationship with Don Wink Martindale, you don't think that talk gets out there? Oh, it definitely does. So whoever they hire in the next couple of weeks, and goodbye SNY, baseball night in New York is next, it's going to be underwhelming. That's why today's not a good day, especially with the way everything went down. This went down in a very, I hate to say this because why should I rip my own team, a very jet-like way. (laughs) This was very dirty. The way this went down. They do play at Jet Life Stadium. They do. <laughs> and one thing Sean noticed, because I was watching the press conference, not listening, is the entire time this interview or this presser was going on, Brian Dable had a weird grin on his face. Like he was laughing. And the way I took it had nothing to do with Wink. I took it as he loved hearing Joe Shane have to deal with the tough questions about the quarterback mm-hmm. and that. But he had such a grin. Rewatch this on YouTube. Such a grin on his face. And you noticed it too, right, Sean? Oh, he was tapping his fingers, and he was just looking at every question asked. It was either, you know, Joe, yeah, good, now I've been answering these questions all week, or it was, what a stupid another question from this guy. It was almost like, <laughs> and I love all the guys on Giant Media, but it was just it was hysterical to watch his body language. Is it now? What, were they, what questions were they asking? You know, it was just like, 
you could tell, right? Like quarterback, like what's the future of the quarterback? Evan Neal. And it's just like maybe Dable's thought is just laughing like, I know the answers to this. We're not going to tell you the real answers to mm-hmm. this. Or, come on, you really think we're going to give you a good answer on but, this? But now I think we know what the smile really was about. His smile was, we fooled you, schmucks. You're not asking us a damn thing about Wink Martindale <laughs> because we're going to get him to resign in a few hours. And you idiots aren't going to get to ask us anything. <laughs> but sure, ask the Saquon question again. Sure, sure, Pat Leonard. Ask about scouting quarterbacks. We fooled you, dopies. <laughs> That's what I think the smile was about now. Not bad. No, seven seven three three seven seven one eight nine three seven. Let's go to Anthony on Long Island. Hey, Anthony. Hey, what's up, guys? How's everybody doing today? All's good, Ed. We're good. All right. So, you know, I'm a little bit on the fence about this wing thing. Um, I believe that a good coach, head coach, has to be the alpha male in the room, right? Yeah. So so I, what I think might have happened is Dayball probably told Wink, hey, you know, I know you like to pressure the quarterback a lot, but, hey, can we – can we throw in some riffs where, you know, because we're getting killed with the pass or whatever the case may be. Yeah, putting these young guys on islands. That's basically what they were yeah, doing. Basically. And you could just tell that, you know, it, it was, you know, the coach doesn't hold his emotions well. So he's always yelling, cursing, and grabbing people by the helmet. You know, it is what it is. Um, also, Wink didn't leave on the best terms when he left the Ravens either. So, you know, let's not let's not kid ourselves here. Wink has a very bulldog mentality himself. Well, yeah. Um, well, well Wink, yeah. Is, Wink is set in his ways. And the problem in Baltimore is that he didn't have the personnel to do what he wanted to do there. And I don't know if John Harbaugh tried to get him to change, but there was moments where he was top five, like years. He was top five in every category in Baltimore. Like, they were they were fantastic. And then that last year, it just it went to pot. They were one of the worst defenses in, in football, and it was really personnel-wise. And so they, it, it was like an excuse to move on from him, and they hired Mike McDonald, who was the defensive coordinator for the Michigan Wolverines, who was, had previously been at Baltimore as an assistant. Someone, I can't remember what assistant job he had. And so it, it, it just worked, right? They didn't extend his contract. They decided to move on. Mutually agreed to part ways with a year left on his deal. Sound familiar? Mm. And he came to the New York Giants. So I think that there is fair to worry about the personalities of both guys. Mm-hmm. But for us now, we don't have to worry about Don Wink Martindale. He ain't here anymore. Right. Our concern is Brian Dable. Because as we enter year three, I know we're nine months away from year three. Brian Dable now is in that make or break season. He gave you the good. He gave you the bad. And now he's giving you something to worry about. This is a legitimate worry. Can he deal with certain personalities? Well, it's also l- less about dealing with the personality because I think he can, as long as it's not like Wink. <laughs> but but I think it's also, can you hire this next and right defensive coordinator? Right. It's going to be important, especially in the NFC East with you, the quarterbacks that are in the NFC East. You want your defensive coordinator and your offensive coordinator to leave because they just took a head coaching job. That's the dream. Mm-hmm. You're obviously not going to have a DC for ten years. Maybe if you're lucky, it's the right guy that no one else wants to hire, or maybe he's, there's a reason why another team doesn't want to hire them as a head coach. But the dream, I would think, if you're Brian Dable or Robert Sala, is you hire a guy that's so good that when they leave after a few years, it's because everyone wants him. Mm-hmm. Like what happened to Philadelphia, even though it ended up stinking for them this season, was ultimately a good thing. Guys were so good that teams couldn't wait to take them away from you. Yeah, Jonathan Gannon, Shin Steichen. And that's the goal. You don't want a coordinator leaving because you purposely piss them off so much that they leave. And that's what happened with Don Wink Martindale. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.